Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hello and welcome back. Happy Monday. I am currently just sitting here with a tall cup of coffee. It's around 3.30, so a good little afternoon recording moment, which are my favorite because I feel like my brain is almost too hyperactive in the morning to record because I feel like I'm getting like everything done. I'm posting, I'm, I got all my errands done, I went to the gym this morning, and then the afternoon is when I can kind of like slow down but I'm not too slow, that's why I have the coffee um, to where I can't think properly, but I am like a little wired from the coffee, so we'll see how this goes. But um, yeah, this weekend was really, really, really fun. I had the best weekend I've had in a while. Um, I don't know why it was so good. I think because I'm coming off of getting the IUD, which was all of last week for me, I was having severe cramps, severe problems um, after, just like the recovery period was really hard for me. So I feel like going into Friday, I was like ready to go, like feeling better, cramps are subsiding. I was just like feeling like myself again. So I think like the weekend just felt really good and I was very grateful for how I was feeling. So um, try to think what I did on Friday. I forgot, let's just, I forget about Friday, but um, Saturday I saw my friends, um, some of my friends I don't see too often, but that I like just love so much, and we went to a fun little party in the hills, and then we got dinner, and we literally had like a three or four hour dinner, and then literally went back to their, to like my friend's place, and talked for like another three hours, four hours, so one of my friends had been in Italy for a really long time, or in Europe, and haven't really gotten to see her so it was just so nice to catch up with them and like just spend some good quality shooting the shit girl time um and then I met up with um more friends that night and then on Sunday I went to the farmer's market bright and early and I saw two more of my friends I don't get to see very often and we had such a good time catching up as well but it was so hot this weekend like literally so hot um I'm, I'm saying that like it's not summer, like it's only peak July. Like why am I like, oh my God, it's so hot, like no shit. Um, but it's specifically more hot than it usually is, even like on the west side, close to the ocean. So um, I think it was like kind of shocking. But then I went on a hike yesterday in the middle of the day at peak heat, like at like 95 degrees, no shade. This hike kicked my ass, but it was so rewarding and it made me just think about a lot of things kind of because I guess I'm like I mean I love nature and I actually love adventuring and I love hiking but I've never been like someone who's very good at handling like physical discomfort like overheating and trudging through and like I don't know just like I'm not really good like I would never like go on a backpacking trip like I'm not the first girl that's gonna be like yeah like let's go backpacking across Europe like no I'll take a car 
but I and I do love adventuring though. So it's like I'm I'm I have a foot in both sides, you know. But this was definitely I think I was not prepared. Like I literally went on this hike in jeans, like in Levi thick baggy jeans and a tank top and a bikini top and no sunblock, no sunglasses. Was literally dripping. Like we were all dripping in sweat and there was a moment where like we were going to a waterfall and Eaton Canyon hikes. I don't know if anyone's interested, but it was really beautiful. It was probably around four miles total round trip. Um, which again, I'm not like, yeah, like I usually walk around a mile or two a day, but I'm not like a four miler, you know, I'm not like a big runner. Like I am active, but my cardiovascular system is not like in tip top shape. So it was definitely a lot in the heat, but the thing about hiking too is you're really out in the middle of nowhere. So like the whole time I was hiking, not the whole time, but like part of the time I was like, wow, I'm really just out here. Like, what do I do if I can't make it? Like, what do you do? You know, like you're just really out there. And my control anxiety was just like, oh shit. Like they're gonna have to helicopter me out of here because it's literally like you're in a freaking, you're in, you're, you're in nature. Like, what are you gonna do? You gotta get back somehow. You gotta walk back. So anyways, we were gonna maybe turn around before getting to the waterfall because it was another 20 minute stretch. And then we're like, you know what? No, we have to go. We have to get to the water. Like it felt like this like thing we had to do. Almost as like animalistic, like we have to make it to safety, to water, to coolness. And we did and it was really pleasant. And we like sat under the waterfall and just like let it just rain on you like a sh cold shower. And there was no better feeling. Like, no better feeling. So, that was really fun and really worth it. And the walk back wasn't as bad. And ultimately, the, the endorphins and the feelings you have after accomplishing something like that is just amazing. It's the best feeling. And so, now I'm like, wow, I need to challenge myself more. Uh, maybe I'm going to start, like, walking longer on the treadmill or going for longer walks and more hikes and um, just doing things like that. Also, taking cold showers in the morning and you get back to that because that always makes me feel so good. But anyways, that was a really great way to end off the day yesterday. Um, so yeah, but I just was thinking about adversity and like doing things you don't really wanna do or doing things that you don't think you can do or that won't be good and they end up turning out really great. So that's kind of, maybe that's a good segue into today's topic, I don't know. But I also posted recently about how, like I miss journaling queen, right? Like I talk constantly about journaling and the importance of writing down everything and documenting and whatnot. But I found myself within the last month or two, I've been dealing with a lot of stuff and I found myself being very avoidant and very, um, I guess just like not wanting to pick up my journal or not wanting to write about things, not wanting to talk about them, not wanting to go to therapy, all these different outlets of facing my problems, I've not wanted to do. And I've literally not done them. Like I've been barely journaling. I've been journaling like to-do lists and gratitude and stuff like that. But I haven't been like actually sitting down and writing about all the shit that's bugging me and all the shit that's making me sad and all the stuff that's really haunting me or things that I'm doing wrong or things that are like not going great. And I was like staring at my notebook the other day and I was also, I posted on Instagram that I was feeling avoided and so many people messaged me saying, I do this all the time, something that happens to me. And so I really started delving into kind of like more of my avoidant issues and how big of a picture it is when it comes to so much in my life. And I think a lot of people can relate. 
Um, so I kind of want to get into that because I just think it's so fascinating. I think as humans, it's so easy to be avoidant and it's so easy to want to avoid your problems and want to avoid things you don't want to do. And this goes for even things like cleaning your house or organizing, you know, your clothes or going to therapy or having a really rough, like hard conversation. I mean, we avoid so much in our lives. You know, that's why people ghost people, right? Is because they literally want to avoid feeling uncomfortable and hurting someone's feelings, right? We avoid conflict. We avoid, you know, taking medication. We avoid things also like scare us um, and that are uncomfortable and weird. And so for me, I've been trying to just make a list of all the things that I really avoid and that I don't kind of want to talk about or think about. And I actually recently like haven't been going to therapy and I've been literally making excuses when I totally like could go to therapy and it's really bad. And I tend to do this a lot. It's definitely a pattern for me is like just avoiding, you know, sitting with something and looking it in the face and, so I literally was like, okay, I need to just like reschedule therapy. But I do that so much. I literally will ghost my therapist because I just like cannot handle it or think I can't handle it. Um, and this happens a lot too for me with like this whole cool girl thing that I've had for most of my life when it comes to my relationships where basically I just never want to say anything or never want to like bring up things that are bothering me because I just think it's like I don't want to bother them or I don't want to like you know, make them feel like I care too much or that, you know, or even just bring light to a problem. Like I want to pretend like it doesn't exist. And so I will literally be the cool girl and like not say anything and just build up resentment and anger towards this person. And then it, I end up ending things or, you know, wanting to like, you know, just not be with them because of it. So it comes, it comes in so many different, it shows up in so many different ways in our lives when we have this avoidant type. And I've been really trying, I've been really trying to be courageous recently and I think it's, I've been doing a really good job of it. I mean, even recently traveling to Europe and saying yes to trips and saying yes to even things like the hike yesterday and pushing myself and um, I've had some confrontation re confrontations recently I've had to uh, deal with and it, I've really had to like be brave and push myself out of my comfort zone and just be like, you need to handle this straight on. You know, you need to like, not sugarcoat things, not put them on the back burner, not pretend they don't exist. Like I am the queen of pretending things do not exist. Like when my parents moved last summer or two summers ago, last summer, it was like the most heartbreaking thing for me. They, they sold their, my childhood home, they moved away and that's my only real family as I've talked about before. So for me, it was so devastating, right? And I loved this home. It was so comforting to me. My dad had this beautiful lawn and garden that he had worked years on and it just felt like my safe place, right? So obviously you're gonna be heartbroken when your parents are leaving that spot. And I literally never said bye to it. Like I literally never went back to that home when they were moving out. I never said bye. I never like, I pretended like they weren't moving. Like I literally just pretended it didn't exist. Like the problem wasn't even there. So I never, I, I never had that closure. And the same thing happened when my grandmother passed. Like I didn't go to the funeral. I didn't fly. It was obviously far away and you know, my family went, but I just felt like I couldn't process it and I couldn't acknowledge it or else it would hurt too much or that it would make me feel too much. So I literally just not ignored it. I obviously grieved for my grandmother, but you know what I mean? I didn't like 
go and show up the way I should have because I wanted to, I just kind of wanted to carry on with my life and disassociate literally. So it's weird. The avoidance is such a big theme for so many people and it's just like really not good. And I don't know, I've been really trying to be better about it, but I think like acknowledging it, I'm going to go into in a little bit, like ways to heal this and help this because I think it's really important. But, um, I also have been reading this book. Well, I've read it a long time ago, but I kind of revisited it. Um, called Attachment, I think it's called. So it's all about like your attachment styles. And mine is, uh, I've always been like the avoidant, I think it's called. Let me actually look up all the attachment styles. I think this could be really interesting. Hold on. So the attachment styles, just a quick brief, are basically, it's an attachment theory. Um, so attachment theory, it's because different people have different ways of attaching themselves in relationships. So let's, let me read more about this so I can like exactly. Um, so a person's attachment style is their specific way of relating to others in relationships. So according to attachment theory, first developed by psychologist Mary Answorth and psychiatrist John Bowlby in the 1950s, attachment style was shaped and developed in early childhood in response to our relationships with our earliest caregivers. Essentially, our adult attachment style is thought to mirror the dynamics we have with our caregivers as infants and children. So attachment style includes the way we respond emotionally to others as well as our behaviors and interactions with them. So there's four main adult attachment styles. It's secure, anxious, avoidant, and fearful avoidant, AKA disorganized. The latter three are all considered forms of insecure attachment. Um, so basically, um, secure attachment style is just the ability to form secure, loving relationships with others. So you can trust easily, you can be trusted, you can accept love, you can get close to others with relative ease, and you're not afraid of intimacy. Um, and you're also not scared if your partner needs time away from you, etc. So, um, then we have anxious attachment style, which is a uh, deep fear of abandonment. So anxiously attached people tend to be very insecure about their relationships, worrying about their partner. Um, and they definitely have more of like a needy or clingy behavior. Um, getting anxious when your partner doesn't text you back fast enough, constantly feeling like your partner doesn't care enough about you. And then we have avoidant attachment, which is um, a fear of intimacy. So people with avoidant attachment style tend to have trouble getting close to others or trusting others in relationships. Um, they typically maintain some distance from their partners or largely emotional unavailable in their relationships, preferring to be independent and rely on themselves, um, which is definitely kind of me. And then there's fearful avoidant attachment, um, combination of both anxious and avoidant, which is kind of me because uh, people with this attachment style both desperately crave affection and want to avoid it at all costs. So <laughs> that is me. They're reluctant to develop a close romantic relationship, yet at the same time, they have a dire need to feel loved by others. So um, that is kind of more me. I think I really have a mix of both, but I definitely am more avoidant because again, going back to what I was saying, right? Um, you know, it's easier to avoid because then you won't get hurt, right? It's, e it's easier to not be as intimate and to not be as vulnerable because then you won't have to, you know, deal with the other person wanting to maybe leave you or wanting to not be with you anymore. And you can kind of, kind of have like the upper hand, I guess more if that makes sense but truthfully you know again this isn't that's not how relationships work and we all want to get to the secure uh relationship attachment style so definitely like neither the anxious nor the the um 
nor the, oh my God, avoidant are good. But I really find it interesting how my relationships, I really do play that cool girl avoidant, like don't want to have confrontation, don't want to tell you what's bothering me, truly just want to like let it go and brush stuff under the rug and really be hyper independent. I think I learned a lot of like hyper independence in my childhood because my parents, I'm an only child, my parents treated me with a lot of independence. Like they, they forced me to be independent. They both had careers and I was on my own a lot doing my own thing. I didn't have siblings or people that I could really do much with. And I think I had to find my own truthfully, um, in life a lot and I think that is my defense mechanism when it comes to my relationships and feeling like I need to be independent and I need to take care of myself and I don't want to let anyone take care of me or make me feel you know too good almost like it's like I I think a lot of the avoidant is also like you kind of tend to self it's like self-destructive kind of because you're not letting people get close to you you're not letting you know, conversations be had and all of that because you're just avoiding your own feelings. And it's not a good place to be. So I'm really trying to learn to be vulnerable and open with myself and others. And it's a really good technique and a really good, not technique, a really good lesson to learn. And I'm trying to think of like some techniques and things that I've done to help me with this. But I think one of the biggest ones when it comes to relationships, and then I'll go back to more like other parts of the avoidant, lifestyle that I have and many others have but one thing that really has helped me in relationships specifically with avoidance is by acknowledging it to my partner or to my friends and being like hey like I am a pretty avoidant person and I have a hard time um, opening up or being vulnerable or kind of like telling people what I want and so I'm gonna try it with you like literally just saying it out loud like saying that you're having trouble with it and that you know, this is something that you deal with is crazy. It's just crazy how people are so receptive to that and open to that and will hear you out. Because sometimes it's like, you know, if you're used to being avoidant, it's so hard to just jump into like, you know, being secure and, and, and acting completely normal. So I think giving yourself that time and that grace and letting someone else know honestly how you are and how you're trying to be can really just like open things up. And it's helped me a lot recently. So just by like admitting about it and talking about it, admitting it and talking about it can really help. Um, the coffee is obviously hitting because it's making me jumble my words. But um, but another thing too with avoidance styles is that there's a lot that goes into like when you're an adult, you can't really avoid stuff as much. Like bills and money and jobs and emails and all of that right so I think it's hard when you grow up and you are more of the avoidant type because then you tend to just like I don't want to look at my bank account or I don't want to I don't even want to look at the stack of bills because it's just going to freak me out or I don't even want to attempt people even do this about the gym thankfully I am pretty like headstrong on the gym but it's the same type of thing it's like it's too overwhelming I don't even know where to start even with like living a healthy lifestyle, people are like, well, I don't know how to even get started in cooking or eating healthy. Like, what am I going to do? And so they just don't because it's almost too hard to jump in. It feels like you're jumping into the deep end, right? Where you're just like, I, I don't know. I, I just, I, I get too overwhelmed. I'm just not going to do any of it. So um, 
let me get into some ways now that I've been helping myself and things that I've researched and read about helping uh, with this kind of avoidant problem, okay? So, and even if you are an anxious type, um, I'm sure you've dealt with some avoidance because it's very normal. So it's not just for the only strictly avoidant types, but um, you know, it's for everyone. So first thing first is recognizing that you are avoiding things, right? So recon recognizing the problem is always the number one step to fixing it is just knowing, like being honest with yourself, like, okay, like I'm avoiding this. I'm not going to therapy. I don't want to go to the gym because I'm nervous about it. I don't want to. Um, I'm avoiding talking with my best friend over something that she did that upset me, right? So just acknowledging, saying out loud that you're avoiding something will immediately start the process of getting over that, right? Um, second thing is just starting small and building up. So how can you start slow with some of these things that you're avoiding? Like what if it's, um, I'm trying to think like of examples. Like for me, it's like instead of feeling like I have to write down every single one of my problems, I'm just gonna write down something small that's been bothering me, right? Or I'm just gonna start, you know, just looking at a few of my bills on the table or whatever. Or I'm just gonna start paying a few of my parking tickets, okay? I'm not gonna start jumping to where I need to do a million of them, whatever. Just open the few emails, just do a few pages of journaling, just have maybe even just start planting the seed to have a hard conversation, right? So doing those things, it'll make you kind of have some more momentum to keep going and really like jump more into it, right? So it's just keeping the momentum going. Um, and then the third and kind of biggest one that I've, it's not easy and it's probably the, it's hard sometimes to give advice like this because I feel like we all want these answers that are going to be super easy and like, you know, like a life hack and ultimately one of the biggest ways is to just be freaking brave and jump in and do it and move your feet and walk into the gym and get in your car and or call that friend and just say it and just do it and just have the conversation and just look at the things you're not wanting to look at and just you know just do it just do it and I think that the more that we do those things, like for me, I've, like I've mentioned, I've been really brave recently. Um, really brave. I sound like such a little girl. like, But I have been. I have been really brave. Um, it's been just propelling me to keep going. Where I'm like, well, okay, I did this freaking hike yesterday. That means I can walk farther than the treadmill today. That means I can push myself to do more things. That means I can, you know, I had this confrontation conversation. That means I can easily talk to another friend next week. And that means that I can, you know, easily... Um, reach out to like, even if it's like to like reaching out, whether it's like in, in work and everything, you know, maybe it's reaching out to coworkers or asking for a raise or having, you know, those kind of conversations as well, those confrontations. It's like just doing it, fucking sponsored by Nike over here. Um, it honestly makes the world of a difference. And it's so hard sometimes, so hard, but it's like the kind of thing where it's like life is for living and you kind of just got to do it because most of the time the outcome is really good. And if it's not, at least you learn something. It's like one of those situations. So those are my top three. And I think if we all do those top three a little bit more, and I think I'm going to try doing them a lot this week, is just like jumping in the deep end, starting small, 
and recognizing it, recognizing the patterns. Um, and I'm really just like doing a full therapy session right now in this episode, but you know, some episodes are going to get playlists and some episodes are going to get this stuff, but I think it's really important. This is why I fucking have this podcast because I learn about things on my own and about myself, flaws, problems, and I like to share them because I think lots of other people have these same issues and I have resources and I go to therapy and I do a lot of research and I enjoy discussing it and helping all of us in our 20s or if you're listening to this and you're younger, older than that, whatever age it is, to really just like help us live our best lives and get over some of this stuff so that we can truly thrive, you know? So yeah, that's my big spiel on avoidance and I feel actually a lot better about this because it, it's something that I think is really even good to hear at the beginning of the week, of the week because you can just really start getting getting in those patterns and like getting it going and moving and shaking. So I'm really glad I did this episode this week. I've been thinking a lot about it and I feel good. So yeah, I hope you guys enjoy it. Let me know um, if, yeah, if it resonates with you, if you do some of these I just, I love talking to people and chatting on Instagram, on my DMs, whatever. And check out Paradise LA, which is my new Instagram for everything related to the pod and the clothes and the merch and all of that. So yeah. All right. Stay tuned for more soon. Love you guys. We'll talk to you soon.